everybody and welcome back to Do You Know What? The amazing podcast that comes to you from our virtual studio featuring me, Rabbi Charlie Beginsky, CEO of Liberal Judaism and our wonderful guests as well as my two incredible co-hosts, Leo Mindell and Rebecca Singerman-Knight. Leo, how are you today? Really well, rested and refreshed after the very long uh, weekend of the LJ Biennial. And Rebecca, have you recovered? I didn't have to do anywhere near as much as Leo. So yeah, I recovered about five minutes after it finished. I meant from your birthday celebrations, Rebecca, not from my uh, yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about my birthday for a change, are we, Rabbi Charlie? Yeah. Wow. I don't think we ever normally cover birthdays on this show, do we, no. Rebecca? A birthday before? I don't know. No. no. Who has a birthday? I had a big birthday a couple of weeks ago and it was wonderful. Yeah, quite low key, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I had enough people make various bits of food for me and drinking things with bubbles and yeah so I recovered from that I recovered from my 30 second stint at the biennial and um yeah all good with me thank you very much lovely to be back it was quite funny when you joined us on the biennial Rebecca I think um you forgot that you went on a podcast and actually were being video broadcast out there what you mean because I didn't brush my hair no (laughs) and then was like oh (laughs) which was a moment (laughs) Um, I had my second vaccine this morning yesterday morning so if I fall asleep mid-broadcast then you'll forgive me although this seems to have been a little easier than the first one where where are you at in your vaccine cycle one only still got a little while I think to wait until the next one I have I'm a Pfizer girl I don't know if that means anything. AstraZeneca, which I'm sure is a firework. No, you're just a firework, Leo. That's why. I'm on one and expect to get the text. I have to coincide it when I give platelets because you have to have a break between the two. Now that we're back and we can give platelets every two weeks, which I've been doing for a number of years, it got disrupted during uh, COVID because they were using convalescent plasma. But back in and because they're now doing all the all of the surgeries again. Do you find though that every time you engage in small talk at this time it's always have you had the vaccination have you had your second jab and which one did you have yeah we don't we don't talk about the weather anymore it's all about the jab and interestingly our guest today is in location of where all our news for us particularly at the moment is centered not only because of covid but also because of vaccine and also because of the news coming out of israel at the moment and um we are delighted to be joined today by rabbi sergio bergman in fact we were just noting that this is the first time a shehechiani moment that we've had two rabbis on our podcast so good luck leo good luck rebecca getting a word in edgeways rabbi sergio bergman oh, what's your official title the president President of the World Union for Progressive Judaism. There are our mothership organization of which liberal Judaism is a small part of the overall body of and so Rabbi Bergman, thank you so much for being here. Tell us where you are, who you are, what you're doing with us today. Thank you so much, Charlie. Really nice and glad to be here in the virtual mood that is right now our real world and nice to meet uh, Leo and Rebecca that for us being here is really a huge possibility to build this global network about what Judaism mean for us that it's clear that it's impossible to to have an agreement about that 
and open for every one of us a Jewish discussion about not only we are thinking, also about we what we are. And when you ask me, tell your story, I really don't know from where I need to start. First of all, because I come from the bottom of the world. This is clearly, clearly one feet before the end. I come from Argentina, uh, from Buenos Aires. I'm a reform, liberal, progressive, reconstructionist, every that you want to decide that I am because I am really an open man rabbi, really received my ordination, first of all, in the conservative movement in Argentina from the Seminario Rabinico Latinoamericano that was a, a native expression of the conservative movement. But in Argentina, conservative movement sociologically is the same that reform, liberal or progressive. I left Argentina to start my uh, second degree in the Hebrew University in education. And my first degree is from Buenos Aires. I am a pharmacist and a biochemistry. I come from the science, but uh, then I have the tension between the an humanistic and educator in the youth movement around the community or to be a serious person in something that my mom asked me to do. You need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, something like that. You can imagine when I talk with my uh, family, especially with the family of my wife, her dad, that was also a doctor, and I told him, you know, I need to choose between my profession and my vocation. Now I want to become a rabbi. And he told me, first of all, give me back my daughter. Second, <laughs> this, is, this is not a profession for a Jewish guy. What kind of profession is for a Jewish guy to become a rabbi? This is a great one for a Christian guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is for sure. And then really I left everything in Buenos Aires. And exactly, this is really crazy because exactly before 30 years, I left everything in Buenos Aires. I moved to Jerusalem, to Israel, to study at the Hebrew University and the Jewish Theological Seminary. And the Hebrew University, I study a MA degree in education, the Jewish Theological Seminary, that is part of the conservative movement, MA in Jewish Studies at the Hebrew College, the Reform the Seminary, MA in Hebrew Literature. And I restart all the rabbinic training four years. And finally, I arrived to Israel. Israel welcomed me with the Gulf War in 91. You remember Saddam Hussein and all the missiles? And okay, right now, I study here in, 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 in Israel and I finished my degree. I received my ordination from the reform movement for the Israeli rabbinic program. That means that I became a full compatible rabbi. It's like I am a Apple and Android. I am Apple on Windows, Microsoft and everything. I, I work in any system because I have my conservative smicha from Argentina, the reform smicha from the HUC in Israel. And then in 1993, I finished my studies. I come back to Argentina in 1994, some only month after that, we have the bombing of the AMIA from the Jewish headquarters of the community. This is exactly two years later that we have the first bombing, if you remember, 1992 from the Israeli embassy in Buenos Aires. And then start for me a new beginning because I decide to go out from the synagogue to the streets and to build a social movement that we call active memory, memory activa in Spanish, and with the biblical commandment that we need to do something when this happened to us, justice, justice you will pursue, we stand up 
in front of the, court, the Supreme Court in Buenos Aires, in, in the square, asking for justice every Monday at the same time that we have the bombing of the AMIA, two years, two years every Monday. And then I really feel that I really can't continue to be only a rabbi inside the synagogue, that I have a really a, a call. Argentina is a wonderful country, but it's a country of contradictions. And this is really my my, my intention. I say, what, what I need to do to, to come back to the synagogue and to work with my Jewish community or to try, that was my challenge, to become a rabbi of the Argentinian society. So, yeah, it sounds from your story that, that Argentina was so much part of your your rabbinate, of your vocai, of your vocation. And yet now you're trying to bring this experience to the whole world of progressive Judaism. How does that work? How do you take that localized passion, social justice, and make it relevant to world progressive Jewry? I really believe, Charlie, that I have a very important message to share. That is that we can believe for me, in federations, organizations that don't respect the diversity and the voices of all the people that you try to represent. I don't believe that the World Union is an umbrella organization. I don't believe that. Also, I don't believe the truth. I don't believe in denominations. I really believe in an open mind and wider approach to go in the direction to encourage the non-affiliated Jews to build in a creative way, more options to be Jewish and to really improve how the global movement respect the local identity. Okay, it's a lovely vision. You know, us as liberal Judaism have that same struggle of, uh, I think, I, what I'm hearing you is things that come out my, my mouth on our, on our small uh, scale. But it's the same challenge is true, I think, for you is like even bigger for you than it is for us, which is how wide's the tent? Where are the limits? How do you be inclusive and yet say here are our boundaries and what happens how do you hold especially you as one you've got this great big title of president how do you hold that multi-vocality of lifting up the other voices while being one man one man specifically one man you know first of all maybe we can we need to back to our sources and to ask the question if Judaism is a religion I don't believe that Judaism is a religion I think that the Judaism include religion but you can use religion to define and to really set up the paradigm that Judaism come into the framework of a religion because we take religion from other traditions and from outside Judaism we never heard about religion in Judaism we have not the word because we are using that I don't know what, how we can and define something that is strange to us because Judaism is a praxis. Judaism don't ask you what you believe. It's all the time checking what you are doing. And I really believe that we are more a culture, a wider culture with a lot of options. And you are really right, Charlie. We have the problem. The institution, we have the problem. The leaders, we have the problems. And our work have the problem. But not the people. The people have any problem. They want to live like shoes. That means they want to discuss everything. They want to change options. They want to really that, that, that this is our strength and our richness. Our unity is only based in the diversity. Our unity is because we don't agree about everything, but we love to discuss everything all the time. <laughs> that means this is the power. This is the energy. So Charlie's right. Rebecca and I are going to say nothing in this because we've got two rabbis here. Um, <laughs> go on, Leah, go for it. I'm rooting I'm for gonna you. The question I'm going to ask is what you've just said there. If Judaism is not a religion, is Judaism a recreation or a continuation of traditions 
And I personally believe that traditions are things that you evolve and you adopt. And in today's world, is Judaism potentially going to be the most relevant thing? Because we can actually say our future is going to be about social action, is going to be about action in respect to the planet. And we can change our religion because we're going to change our traditions. Yes, maybe I can make it more uh, difficult and complex because I want to introduce another dimension that I think the more important uh, goal of any religion or tradition is to offer to every one of us to grow up in the spirituality life that we have. For me, spirituality is the common ground of all the human beings. Religion is one way to develop your spirituality, but it's not the only one. Because I really believe that the spiritual growth, it's linked maybe, I, for example, I like to do it by meditation, by praying, using the formal rituals to recreate in the liberal movement our tradition because I am a religious person. But it's my choice to be a religious person, to develop my spiritual ten. Artists, Jewish or not Jewish, mm. artists are really clear spiritual people. We have people that have different kind of activities. And I can say, because you are not involved in religion, your level of spirituality is lower. And because I am a rabbi, my level of spirituality is higher. I don't believe that this is the, the way to, to measure it. In the other hand, like you are asking me if Judaism is really something that we live to ourselves with something that we use for us to deliver an universal message to others. And this is one of the tensions of the reform movement in the beginning before 200 years about what is the mission and the vision of the Jewish people. If you need to be in a mental ghetto, that is not the ghetto of the historical ghetto, it's your choice to say, okay, I am Jewish. And I using from this general society all the services. But the World Union, where you are now, is based in Jerusalem. The second that you yes. go into Israel, that sense of status and who is a Jew becomes a highlighted question. If somebody joins our synagogue, theoretically here, we say to them, you know, they need to prove that they're Jewish. But literally in Israel, in order to be able to be part of Judaism, it is only the religious and is only the status. And so how do these things sit in tension with each other that you've got the center of world union, right? A progressive Judaism where you're talking about this wide tent and yet you're in the place where exactly status is so defined. Like, I'm not counted as, even though I have Israeli citizenship, because my mom did a progressive conversion, I'm not considered Jewish in Israel. Tali, you are right. But I, I'm I, always I, right. End of podcast. I, <laughs> I am saying that really I like challenges and I think that contradiction is part of our world experience. That when you want to avoid contradiction, is you need to defend your position and to try to convince the other. I don't try to convince no one. <laughs> I want to have a dialogue and to interchange and to say, okay, maybe you have a different position. What learn from that? But in Israel, you are right because we need to succeed to separate religion and state. In any case, when you have a state that take over religion, this is a theocracy and this is danger. No matter if it's Jewish, you are right. This is the mission of the liberal progressive movement in Israel is to avoid the theocracy of the orthodox way that they take over because a political extortion, not because the majority of the Israelis want that. No, this is a political issue. 
And now we are not discussion, not, not contents, not values, not religion, not spirituality. We are talking only about politics. Mm. And politics, we have problem in every country. And Israel have a huge problem. And I agree with you 100%. The question that we need to raise in Israel, because of that, we need to have the headquarters and we need to say here we need to be because we are following not the politician in Israel. We are following the dream and the vision of the prophet of Israel. And Israel is in an ongoing process. It's not the Israel that we have. It's the Israel that we need to build. And to build Israel, we need to address to the secular society in Israel and to raise the question. Explain me, please, in which way the Israelis are Jews? In which way you express your Jewishness? Because you say, because I am Israeli, it's not enough. It's not enough. Tell me what is the way. And I really believe that our diaspora, our work in diaspora is really the same. All the time we need to connect and we need to build networks of round tables. So you have to reform the concept of progressive Zionism as a religious Zionism that's based in mutuality. Agree. And you, you are coming from one of the centers of the reformed liberal Judaism, but now you are also the UK and also Europe, you are not more in the center of the conversation. I'm really sorry about that because in the past you was the center, you are not more the center, and I can tell you because I come from the marching that now we are only expecting to follow up the dialogue between the big boys, North American liberal progressive shoes, and the central voice that is Israel, and they tell us that we are the rest of the world. I don't like to be the rest. I don't accept to be the rest. We are the world. If we are the world, everyone has a place in the world. And I, I'm saying that Israel is central, but Israel is not leading the process. It's a leading case, but it's not the model that we need to follow. The opposite is the model that we need to, to improve, is the model that we need to say, if Israel is the light among the nations, I saw here very dark. Taking that and taking what you said earlier about the fact that Israel is not the Israel that we want at the moment or represents the Israel that we would like, yeah. it's really difficult to then say that Israel is the light among the nations when Ooh. you're basically saying that the current light is actually not the light that we want to see. And from my side, and I'm, I'm going to ask Rebecca to come back on this, I look at it and say, the light of what I have today and the light I have tomorrow is going to change. And how does that move itself forward? And just as a follow-on from Leo's question, is the world union actively trying to change the situation in Israel in terms of the recognition of Jewish status? Is that like an active objective? And if it is, how? You didn't realise, did you, that you were coming to a second interview today? <laughs> I will try. We are rabbis. It's impossible to do it short. It's impossible. But I will try. About uh, the, the light, I think that it's very interesting, you know, Leo, because light, you really connect light with white, no? Light, white. Yeah. But white have a lot of colors. All the colors make the light white. When I saying that we are alike among the nations, it's different kind of lights, different colors, different dimensions, light seekers. We need to find out the light. We need to make the revelation. For me, the revelation of the Torah is not a closed text. The revelation of the Torah is a way that we need to bring more light. And in the Kabbalah, the mystical approach, is the work that we need to do. All the tikkunim, the tikkunatzmi, in yourself, the tikkunam in your people, the tikkun olam, 
that you talk about that because my experience, I can tell you, the more specific rabbinic work that I take for me looking for this light was when I became the Minister of Environment in Argentina. This is for me the, an example. The looking for light is how we can fix the thing that we are doing because we are bringing the darkness. We, the human beings, we are bringing the darkness on the world and how we can bring the light to fix and to keep life and the common house that is the planet. In the other hand, what you are asking me, uh, Rebecca, about Israel, I really believe in politics, but in good politics, not in politicians. This is very important to make the distinction because in any country we have criticizing our politicians because we have a very low level. We don't have the people that we admire. We don't have role models, but we need someone that takes the position. Okay, but politicians is one story, but politics is another one. In Israel, I don't believe the, the rabbis and the reform liberal progressive movement. For me, the way is not to build in synagogues and to invite the, the secular society of Israel to come to pray with us. Because in Israel, you have another problem. Secular Jews in Israel, they believe that if you are religious, then you are orthodox. If you are not orthodox, you are a fake version of religion. I don't agree, but trying to convince them that it's a mistake, you can leave your life there. It's not possible. I really believe that the way that we have is to convince the secular Jews that they need to continue to be Israeli secular Jews, but they are living like liberal and reformed Jews in the place that they are. But liberal or progressive Jews can accept that you have a country with the contradiction that you are a startup nation. It's a country of revolutions in the future. And in the same time, you are living in the Middle Age. So I love this idea that we're light seekers. Actually, that really speaks to me, that we're seeking light. Our hearts are breaking at the moment, both in Israel and, and as diaspora Jews. We're really, I'm really, personally, really struggling as to how we comment or how we engage with Israel at the moment in a way that is does no harm. And on one hand, we're being pulled in the direction of saying to Israel, seek the light be light seekers, be better, to speak up for them, they're against occupation, to be vocal on that. And on the other hand, the other parts of our community are saying to us, speak only for Israelis who are in bomb shelters at the moment and are suffering. And how do we, as those light seekers in the diaspora, engage with Israel and say something or act something that's meaningful that doesn't cause more division for our own community, but also doesn't speak into the vacuum of silence. Do you have any possibility to change the, our program and to have some episode with four and not three? Because I want to stay here with you because you are open really all the questions that we need to deal and we need days to talk. But to make this long story very short, I think, Charlie, that we need to make a clear distinction between the state of Israel and the government of Israel. I believe that every Jew needs to support the state of Israel, but not the government. Because the government are concrete people with concrete problems, with some problems that are very complex, that it's not easy to have a lineal solution. I, we need to keep our values, the freedom of speech, to be really uh, reflective. That means I need to support any 
think that Israel is doing because I'm Jewish, because I am Jewish. No, the opposite. The only way that I can help Israel is to say what I believe. It's a mistake. You can do that. You need to respect minorities. You need to have a democratic, pluralistic society. I don't agree. And I don't feel that I am a contradiction if I really share my criticism with the government. But the state of Israel, we come in a- again to the idea of the vision. The state of Israel is something that we need to support in the ongoing process to transform from no conflict of contradictions and revolutions, never help revolution, contradiction. No. I really believe in evolution. Israel need to really move in an evolution. I don't happy with I saw here, but like you say, if you don't live here, yes, if you don't live here, why you have the right to criticize. And I say, because you say that this is the Jewish state. You are saying that this is the Jewish state. I agree, the Jewish state, but it's not the Jewish government. Maybe in the future, for another hour, not today, we need to redesign, we need to redesign the governance of the Jewish people. I have an idea. Maybe for a next uh, postcard. I have an idea. I really believe that we need to have the option, every shoe around the world, to become a shoe in the way that you want, but everyone needs to have the right to become Israeli by choice. So what's next then? So, yeah, like amazing vision will be shared by a lot of people listening and I'm stealing your light seekers. That's going to be my Shavuot. You can hear it here. This will be my Arab Shavuot sermon. But for you, so you've got connections coming up, which is the Big World Union Conference. So much happening. I mean, our biennial was incredible, but I'll say that Connections looks like it's uh, on the way to being almost as good as biennial. What are you most looking forward to? What's going to be the thing that if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, what shall I tune into on Connections? What shall they listen to? Connection is an amazing experience of uh, the consequence of the COVID crisis will be the first international virtual conference that we run. The World Union in five years, in 2026, we will arrive to our first 100 years. And I really believe that this connection needs to prepare ourselves about how we move from the first 100 years to the next one. Okay, so give us a, like, give us a, what are the top highlights of things that we should see if we were tuning in okay, I will talk about the keynote speaker, for example. One of them is Eric Sala, a very good friend of mine that leads the National Geographic Expedition to the Pristine Seas. And he will talk about his last book, The Nature of the Nature, Why We Need the Wild. This is an ethical, economical and ecological manifesto, why we need really to fight against climate change in an ethical perspective. And this is, for me, liberal Judaism. In practice, another one that is coming with us is about the uh, a new initiative of the World Union offering to all our regions that is the uh, Jewish Effective Giving Initiative. As you know, this is a global movement, effective altruism, and then we convince Charlie Breslin and Professor Singer and Steven Pinker from our university to share with us how they built this global movement that is effective altruism. The funny thing is that all of them, there are shoes, but they don't belong not to the liberal, not to the progressive, not to the religious movement. They belong to the world and they are doing very good things. 
the most efficient charity organization around the world and how we can save life and how you can measure that the impact of your altruism, your tzedakah to save uh, life. The third one that is very funny because it's about what we talked before, this rabbis and politics. Must the rabbis be involved in politics? And then when we have our friend, common friend and colleague, Rabbi Gilad Karib, that became the first reformed rabbi that is a member of the Knesset, and this Heller that is from uh, California working about the diversity uh, rights that, you know, that in North America was really a revolution about that. She she was the first woman rabbi that uh, uh, publicly said that she's a lesbian and she really ran the CCR, the Central Conference of American Rabbi, that is for us a role model about this uh, important component of our identities. And myself is sharing in the panel what was our experience to be politician and to take responsibility in different states and Jewish liberal progressive tradition. And Leo. And Leo is going to be and there. Me. And your daughter, Leo, as well. I mean, I'm looking forward to connections. Um, I'm running a session on Synagogue Tech and how to broadcast events. Uh, my daughter is running two different sessions. To me, there's a lot of things that you talked about there that the reason why I'm so interested in connections is that if we're going to change, we find new traditions. This is a theme that I like a lot. You create a new tradition. Once you create something which is a tradition and you say, this is the way we do it in the future, you move... The the objective and some of the stuff you talked about, you're not going to get people in some areas to agree. And in fact, you're wasting your time. We can sit there and have days and days and days of discussions with ultra-Orthodox people. Me having a conversation with them is not going to change their mind about what they do. And they're never going to change their view and opinion of me. And in a way, I don't mind. That isn't what I'm here to do. What I'm here to do is say that I am legitimate in what I'm doing. I have a reason to do it. I have a reason that uh, I uh, support female rabbis i support people in various different areas i believe that that is the way that judaism should be moving i don't need to care if you don't agree with me that's not my job isn't to sit here and stand there and tell you you must do what i have to do but i absolutely i absolutely believe that there should be an israel for what i believe in Mm. and rebecca is going to go there (laughs) i'm I'm hopefully going to go there absolutely but i'm also want to bring all of this round and try and sort of bring it together another question for you uh sergio so you talked about the next 100 years in terms of the conference and you know we've looking back over the past 100 years and looking forward to the next 100 years. Leo's just talked about new traditions. So can I ask you to sort of step away from the kind of next few months and years, which nobody knows what's going to happen and how we're going to achieve what we want to achieve and imagine what are our new traditions going to be in 100 years and what is Israel going to look like in 100 years? You're getting profit in front of your name as well as rabbi today, Sergei. <laughs> I really have no idea. Not idea, idea, but I coming back to what Leo said, I really believe in the process, not in the product. And I am really convinced that Judaism is exactly the same. It's not a product, it's something life, it's changing all the time. And it's a method how we really blend between the universal and the particularity. How we really connect about this amazing thing of our identity that we are saying that we are one people, the same people. And we are, we have the dispersion around all the globe. And if you really bring all the Jewish people into a place, you can, you have no way to say that all that is one thing. How you okay. can do that? What our audience really want to know then is um, what part 
can liberal Jews play in your vision? Like, where do we, we're the smaller movement in the UK, we're probably the, let's say we're the more radical, we're certainly the the political with a small P movement. Where's our place in World Union? I, I really believe that we are the place to encourage people to have new questions and never, never to buy a close answer. Our really task is to recheck everything all the time, that we are really reformed because we reshape. That means we can become reformodoxing. That means because we make this reform now, it's sacred for us. It's not our way. And also we need to be pushers to evolution. We are the pushers to the evolution. And this is something that we can do in any in any field because reform shoes is not because there are reform in the Jewish tradition in the synagogue. Reform shoes have a cosmovision, have a way to think and to believe. And then we can find reform shoes for me in any field and in any place. I really encourage also the, the, the new generation that we, the leaders, we can ask the youth people why you don't come to me. No, no, we need to change. We need to really look where they are and how we change ourselves. Reform Judaism, liberal Judaism need to change the status quo to move forward to the places that the people are. I am not saying that it's a bad idea to come to the synagogue, but suddenly I don't have no one inside the synagogue. I need to broke out the synagogue and to build something new because also we have a competition in marketing here. All the time we are talking about our competition and who succeeds. I don't want to take today sometime that is something that maybe we Charlie can really offer a, 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 a workshop, a seminar that is how leaders in general and rabbis in particular, we have the management of the ego. Because ego is something important to lead, to work, but it's not something that you need to worship because it's idolatry. That means that we need to be more flexible to say, no matter who have more people in your synagogue, you know why? Because from 10 shoes, we have seven that they don't come. And our competition is, where are the three? that they are inside the system. Ah, I win because I have two. Ah, you lose because you have one. My question is the seven. That is the 10 tribes that we lost. This is part of our story and we are talking histories all the time. And this is some powerful histories we need to go to find the 10 tribes that we lose. It's been great to have you on our podcast and have this discussion mm. with you. You've got a lot to deal with in the next few weeks, uh, both being out where you are and also connections could be the launch of many, many, many things. It's something that I personally am looking forward to mm. and spending time at. So thank I'd like to thank you for coming on with us today. Yeah, thank uh, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And we pray for Shalom al Israel, and we pray for Shalom in the world in these difficult times, hoping better times, better days. Be safe and healthy, and thank you so much for this one. Thank, thank you. you. It's been a really, really busy period of time and um, will continue to be, but there are so many opportunities to check out the things that we are doing. You can catch the LJ Biennial on record, and same for the World Union Connections, my pause for thought. But Leo, if people want to catch up with what you've been doing, where can they find you? Although a lot of the times I talk about Fat Time on WFC Kigo on Twitter, uh, the Synagogue Tech uh, Dreaming 5781, 
one has gone almost into orbit uh, with everything that's happening on there. We had a big discussion last week about the rights of using pictures and rights of using images and how we ensure that artists in the Jewish world, their copyright is actually maintained and that they get paid for their art. Wow. And Rebecca, if uh, people want to check out what you're up to. Well, should they want to? If they want to check out my garden, they should go to Instagram, uh, Rebecca Singerman Knight on Instagram. If they want the occasional rant on Twitter, that's at R Singerman. And if they want to follow my shawl, uh, at Kingston Lib Shawl on Twitter. And if anybody is remotely interested in what I'm up to, I am on Twitter as Rab Charlie. I'm on Facebook as myself, Charlie Beginsky, on Clubhouse as Rab Charlie. And always out and about on the Liberal Judaism website and YouTube channel. So please come see us. Say hello. We love to hear from you. So send us your comments. Let us know. And, you'd and love say to hello see. to Doobie, which we can all we hear. Can all you can hear, hear Doobie the dog in the background. But I was going to say that other than Doobie as a guest, who would you like to see next on our podcast? Who wants to be on our podcast? If there are people that have not been in this studio yet and you would like to see, please shoot us a message, make a comment on our Twitter feed. Let us know your out there we really want to hear from you we are at do know what send us a message look forward to seeing you very very soon and hearing from you even sooner goodbye everybody goodbye and thank you again bye everyone speak to you soon goodbye